0: Hey, I have a question for you. Have you ever been in prison? No? Are you sure? I would guess that you are either currently locked up right now, you've been locked up, or you're about to be locked up. I have, in this episode, the key to let yourself out of the prison that you may not even know that you're locked up in. Let's get into it. Hey mama, welcome to Holy Made Life, where I believe that you are not created to do just one thing in your life well. You are not just your job, your title, or your salary. You're not just a mom or a wife or a sister. You are fearfully and wonderfully made to lead in all areas of your whole life. Your life is like a pie that's made up of different pieces that create a complete circle. And girl, you deserve to enjoy the whole pie. Hi, I'm Angie Tenetti Rogers, and mama, I know you are really good at what you do in your profession or business. But if you're ready to stop ignoring different pieces of your pie and reclaim your whole life, then you are in the right place. Girl, let's tap into the whole life God has for you and experience that God-sized fulfilled life. Together, we're going to walk through some boundaries, leadership, mindset, and restoration in different areas of your life that may need to change. It's going to be some tough work up in here, girl, but we're going to walk this thing out together, uncovering some bold, courageous actions that we can take to experience not just a good life, but your whole life. Are you ready to live your whole life wholly made? Let's do it. episode of Holy Made Life. And today we are going to continue in our accountability series. So, so far we've talked about the accountability ladder. We've talked about uh, assuming positive intent and how to stop playing Mad Libs with your life. And we've also talked about to choose to take offense or not to take offense. Some pretty hard things I know, but it's a start to how we can start to become responsible and accountable for the things that are happening in our lives and just take a bigger ownership of what our responsibility is in each of those things. So today we're going to talk about how to break out of the prison, which is called unforgiveness. Are we ready? Okay. Well, Let's go. So the first thing that I want you to do is when I say the word unforgiveness, I want you to think about what that brings up for you. What are some circumstances or situations or who are the people that you think about that you've had a lot of difficulty in forgiving? So that's the first step. Reflect. Reflect on who it is that comes to mind and what it is that you are having trouble forgiving them about. What we know is that forgive unforgiveness is like a poison. It's like a prison. It is like keeping you and that other person in a prison cell. That's what we know. Because it stands in our way of being able to move forward. We cannot wholeheartedly move forward in a relationship with someone if we are holding unforgiveness in our in our hearts. So, here's what I want you to think about. Because I think unless we start here, you won't move forward. And guys, if you hear my dogs barking in the background, there must be some rabbits or people walking by. So, you know, it is what it is. Those big burly dogs out there barking. All right. So the first person, when I was asked to do this exercise, the first person that I thought of When I stood holding the prison bars of my unforgiveness, I was looking into the other cell to see who it was in there. And do you want to know who I saw? I saw my own face. I saw myself locked up in a cage, locked up in a prison. Because the very first thing that we have to do is start to forgive ourselves. When we have damaged relationships, forgive us for our own perceived shortcomings, our past actions, our words that were hurtful to somebody else. We all know that hurt people hurt people. So, as a wife, as a mother, as a nurse in my case, as a teacher, as a coach, if I choose to keep myself imprisoned, by the spirit of unforgiveness, then I can't truly move on to take the steps I need to take to take care of myself or other people in my life. This is about my own physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being, my own mental health. You know, as women, we carry so many burdens. We wear so many hats, and there's so much guilt That is associated with this sometimes. We're always on the go. We're always thinking about what we can do to serve others. We're neglecting to take care of our our own selves. And the longer we avoid taking care of ourselves, and in this case, I'm talking about neglecting to forgive ourselves, the deeper those feelings of guilt and shame grow. It it makes us more likely to be um, more hard-hearted towards others, and less forgiving towards others. So as a result, we end up hurting people that we love because we are stuck in this prison of unforgiveness towards ourselves. What we've done in the past, ladies, we can't undo it. We can't change it. But I tell you what, we can do. We can learn from it and we can move forward. We can choose right now, today, to no longer be the victim to our own self hatred, our own self uh, doubt, our own negative thoughts about ourselves, our own choice to not forgive ourselves. Instead, we can choose to put that time and energy into what we know to be truth. And that is that God sent his only son to die on the cross for us and that we are forgiven. God's already forgiven us so we can do what we know. We go into prayer and we ask God to give us the strength, give us the revelations we need so that we can choose to forgive ourselves. Here's another challenge around that. Do you understand that when you choose not to forgive yourself, that you're actually being prideful? And none of us want to be described as being prideful. What makes us think that if God chose to forgive us, that we can't forgive ourselves? Are we better than God? Are we a better judge than God? In his eyes, we've been forgiven. Are we saying that God's wrong to forgive us for what we've done? Are we wiser? Do we have more insight? So we're unexcusable? We're unforgivable? So, when we reject the ability to forgive ourselves, we're rejecting what God says about us. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Unforgiveness will bring about self destruction. Now, the next thing that we need to focus on is. Once we've really come to terms with what it is we need to forgive ourselves for and ask God to give us the strength to do it, the next thing is thinking about others. Romans 2.1 says something like this. When you judge another, you condemn yourself, since you, who have taken on that position of judge, are doing the same things. Why? Because none of us are without sin. So this is really difficult. You have got to start with personal responsibility and accountability when you think about others' sins against you. This is why forgiveness and unforgiveness is a topic under the accountability series. Because we have to be accountable to understand that none of us are perfect. And my sin is no worse or better than your sin. My mess up is no worse or better than your mess up. We have to be responsible and take personal ownership of the mistakes that we've made instead of placing blame on others. Think about this as far as our spouse goes. It's a two-way thing. It's a two-way relationship. Nothing in our relationship with our spouse happens individually or with anyone else for that matter. A relationship in of itself indicates there are at least two people involved, which means both parties have accountability and responsibility in it. But the only one that you are responsible for and have control over is yourself. Therefore, in a two-way relationship, you have to pay attention to what you can be accountable and responsible for. You have to pay attention to what you can control. So anytime that something happens in between you and your spouse, for example, or you and your friend, or whoever it is we're talking about, there's always an opportunity to think about your role in something that's taken place you have personal responsibility over yourself and your actions regardless of what you think that your spouse shoulda coulda woulda done did or didn't do you can't control him you have to humble yourself you have to seek forgiveness from those that you need to also forgive so no matter how my spouse responds in a situation I have to make sure that I take responsibility for my mistakes or my part in it. Even if he responds with criticism. Or even if he responds in a way that I feel like is unloving. Or um, confusing. Or in a way that I don't feel like he's taking responsibility. None of that matters to my role to take my responsibility. His actions have nothing to do with what my actions in taking responsibility for myself. So admitting your mistakes truthfully, asking for forgiveness even if you feel like that you are owed an apology is humbling and it's what you can control. Accepting the response that you are given when you apologize or ask for forgiveness is the first step in the process of dealing with a relationship. And just understand that when you choose to forgive someone else, not only do you free that person and give up their, um, their faults, their mistakes to God to deal with, but you free yourself. I recently had a issue come up with my husband. I was taking quite a prideful Response to the situation in which I was demanding that he have a conversation with me demanding it No, we're gonna have this conversation and what god so clearly spoke to me was You are carrying something that's not yours to carry You need to forgive him And you need to let me have the conversation with him. That is not your job to demand a conversation about something your job is to forgive. And yes, that was convicting, but that's the truth. It's not my job to make him understand me or make him have a conversation with me or make him his heart soften towards something I felt hurt by or whatever it is. It's not my job to do that. It's my job to love him and serve him and forgive him and let God deal with his heart and let God have the conversation that needs to be had. Let, let me have enough trust in God and not be so prideful that I can do it better than God can. When you allow God to take this on and carry this burden, you become free of having to hold the pressure to enforce the punishment for their issues. You don't have to deal with anger and resentment because you have faith that God's going to address it. You don't have to hold the hammer of judgment like a judge in your black gown sitting there behind the desk ready to pounce that gavel on the, on the table. You don't have to be that person that holds the responsibility for the judgment. You don't have to worry about the guilt and shame that comes with these conversations that just get worse and worse and worse to have. You don't Retain the responsibility for the forgiveness. I'm sorry, you don't retain the responsibility for their transgressions, their mistakes, their errors in your own heart. That keeps you bound, it keeps Him bound. You're no longer bound by those emotions once you release it and forgive and give it to God to deal with. Don't underestimate the need that you have to forgive yourself and others quickly, quickly. When you think about people in your past, because maybe when I first thought about this during this exercise where I was reflecting on who I need to forgive, I thought about myself. I saw myself. They said in this, um, I was at a, um, it was like a marriage shower, okay? Somebody said, I want you to close your eyes and think about who you're looking at. If forgiveness keeps both people imprisoned, I want you to think about who you're looking at. And I saw myself. Maybe some of you saw your dad. Maybe some of you saw a friend, a pastor, a sister, a spouse, a child. Whoever you saw in that prison, it releases you and releases them to forgive them. You have to understand that when you choose to hold that unforgiveness in your heart, that every single interaction is tainted with you being bound by that unforgiveness, which harbors anger and resentment and pride. So it's impossible to have the fulfilled relationship that God wants you to have with that person unless you choose to forgive. It's impossible. There's unresolved pain. There's unresolved um impact, damage that's happened when you and then not only is it unresolved, but it has grown into a monster. If you've held unforgiveness in your heart for an, uh, any amount of time, But God forbid, years, that thing has grown. There are locks upon locks upon locks on your heart, imprisoning that unforgiveness. And as that thing grows, stories about that person and those interactions continue to grow in that vein. 1 John 2, 9 says, anyone who says, I am in the light, but hates his brother or sister is still in darkness. If you are not forgiving someone, you are not loving them. You're not loving God. You're not loving yourself and you're not loving them. You can't have both. Now, I'm not saying this isn't hard. This is hard, which is why we give it to God. That's why you ask God for help. Ask him to help you forgive them. Speak blessings over their life. Read scripture every day. Look up scripture that is about forgiveness and about pride and about anger and resentment. Look it up and then feel, then figure out how to implement that in your own life. Use those words that you're looking up in scripture to pray to God with. Stop spending time on things you can't control. You can only control what you do and say. And we are called to love others. And one of the ways that we do that is to choose to forgive others and hand up anything that's unresolved to God to deal with. We choose to love, which means we choose to forgive. We speak positive blessings over people. We pray for our enemies. We pray for those who have wronged us. We pray for strength and healing for those that we are choosing to forgive. Healing and deliverance comes from only God. Forgiveness and asking for forgiveness is necessary to have successful relationships and absolutely necessary for a successful marriage. Spend the time asking God for help. Just ask him. And if you don't know how to pray, just say God, I need you. God, help me. I'm not strong enough. I don't know how. Show me what to do, what to say. The very simplest thing you can do is just say, Jesus, 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 until you have some direction on what to do next. And even if you don't have that direction, what to do next yet, You can still continue to say, God help me, God strengthen me, God help me. So I challenge you today, when you saw the picture of that person that you were looking in that prison cell across from you, I want you to close your eyes, imagine yourself being freed from that prison cell that you're in, going to the wall, getting the key off the door going and over and unlocking that person from their prison. And as both of you stand free, looking at each other, apologize and tell them that they you forgive them. Imagine what that would feel like if you could release the hurt, the anger, the resentment. Release yourself from yourself. And release the other others from the shackles of your unforgiveness. Be responsible, be deliberate in loving and forgiving the people in your life and yourself. Remember that taking responsibility for yourself will help to free the other people in your life. And they will also be encouraged to do the same. The more you do this, the better understanding that other people in your life will have of how they can then choose to forgive. Maybe their hearts will be softened. And at the end of the day, it's conversations that God's going to have with them that will help release them. You're only responsible for what you do and say, and you will be responsible for those things. So in ending The best way to get the last word in an argument is to apologize. All right, sisters, are we still friends? Hard work? I know it is hard, but it's so worth it. It's so freeing. So sisters, I want to pray you out on this because I know this is hard. Dear God, I understand there's nothing to gain by holding myself in unforgiveness. There's everything to gain by releasing myself from this prison that I've locked myself up in and forgotten where the key is. There's everything to gain by releasing the people that are in my life from their prisons, from my unforgiveness. God, I understand that you are the key to my unforgiveness. And I want to begin the process of healing. I want to move forward and make a positive difference in my life now, in my spouse's life, in my children's future, and in all those that are in my life. I confess for all of the things that I've done that have been self-righteous, that have been prideful. I I repent for thinking that I was a better judge than you. And I ask you to give me the strength. To hand it to you. Because God, I know that you have the last word. I know that you know the end. You know the plans that you have for us. And I know that you can handle it. I give this burden to you to carry. I know that you sent Jesus to die for us on the cross for our sins. And you have forgiven me. And I choose to forgive myself. I won't punish myself anymore. Give me the strength to not punish myself or be angry with myself. I forgive myself for letting this hurt and pain and anger and result and resentment take over. I repent. I, I forgive myself for that. And I ask you for your forgiveness and your healing. You said that when you, when I forgive, I'm forever free. From condemnation. And I believe that, and I trust you at your word. Help me to never again retain unforgiveness for myself and others. Thank you, God, for loving me. Thank you for loving the people in my life. And thank you for giving me the grace and mercy that I do not deserve so that I can be an example of grace and mercy towards others in my life. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Woo! Okay. So, ladies, I will see you on the next episode. The next episode in the accountability series, and the last episode for now in the accountability series, is going to be on gossip. We're going to talk about it. Hey, sisters. I know that we've been talking about some tough stuff, and some of you out there may be feeling stuck. Well, did you know that I help women get out of their feeling stuck and especially after this series I know that some of these things are really hard. So I have an opportunity for to take on a few clients that need to begin exploring how to start getting into their holy made life, balancing out their wheel of life in all of those areas that we've talked about. So I will do 1 hour sessions If you're interested in getting unstuck, then go ahead and email me at AngieToniniRogers at gmail.com and we can talk about what it is you need and we can go from there. So I just wanted to make sure that you are aware that you don't have to do this alone. We can do this together. And the other thing is make sure you guys jump into our Facebook community. It is called, right now, Discover Healing Hope and Purpose. It will be changing over to Holy Made Life, but there's a community where we can collect as women and just talk some of these things out. So make sure you hop over there too. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Hey, before you go, I'd love for you to hop over to my podcast and give me a review. And you know, I'd love five stars. That's how we can share this thing with other women just like us. Your five stars and written review really helps me get the word out. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Insta and Facebook stories. And I'll give you a shout out right back. Leaving a review and sharing this episode is the best way you can show me some love. Thanks so much and I'll see you in the next episode. And remember, your smile is like a boomerang. Throw one at somebody and it'll come right back.